Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Look what he said in Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 9. And a lot of people says this, uh, um, that it is, um, uh, some would say this, it's the model prayer or Lord um, uh, or Jesus showing us how to pray. But look at what he says. The Bible said this, this in verse number 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, how will it be thy name? He starts out by showing reverence to God. And uh, in our prayers, may we ever show reverence to God in our prayers. We don't demand things of God. It, it is God. It is um, the all-sovereign. It is the, the ruler of the world that we're speaking to whenever we pray. He says in verse number 10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. Now, I think about another verse in the Scriptures that says this, if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And uh, Jesus is teaching us uh, in our prayer life as we start out to pray according to God's will. What did He say? He said, Thy will be done. Thy will. What did He pray in the garden right before He was crucified? He said, If it be Thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but Thine be done. He's teaching us to pray according to the will of God. I've tried my best in my personal prayer that whenever I pray, I always ask for the Lord's will. And I'll say something like this, even when I'm praying. I don't talk about my personal prayer life much, but I'll say something like this. Now, Lord, here is my will for this. Here's what I would like to see done with this. But Lord, I want your will to be done in it. So Lord, I pray according to your will because I want you to hear me when I pray. And Jesus is showing us that. He says in verse number 11, Give, this, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. There is a forgiveness that must be there. Look what he said in verse number 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, Father, I pray as we preach tonight and we look into your word, God, that we'll get understanding from this. I pray, God, that you'd help us for a little while. I pray, God, that you'd breathe on us and use us, Father. God, may your people get something from your word, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to look at this tonight and I really want to center in on one verse tonight and that's verse number 13. The Bible said this, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As I was reading through this and I was thinking about the Lord's Prayer and um, um, Him praying here and as some has noted, they call it the model prayer. There's a lot of things that we usually talk about in this. But I guess this is the first time that I've ever just directly centered in on this one statement. Lead us not into temptation. 
lead us not into temptation. Now, can I remind you of who is praying this prayer? This is not just one of the disciples, but according to our Bible, it is Jesus himself that is praying this prayer. And Jesus himself says this, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If Jesus prayed not to be led into temptation, then how much more should you and I pray not to be led into temptation? I read this illustration. Let me give it to you. A minister was reviewing the family bills. He found a bill from the local dress store for $250 for a new dress. He confronted his wife and, and began fussing at her and told her she knew that there was no way that they could afford such expenses at this point in their life. The wife replied, I know, honey, but I tried the dress on and Satan tempted me. He said, my dear, you look lovely in that dress. So I bought it. The husband asked, well, why didn't you say, get thee behind me, Satan? She replied, I did. But he said, my dear, it looks lovely from behind also. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? We're all tempted. Every one of us today, no matter the age, um, we are tempted in different areas of our life. I was listening to Brother David Williams, pastor, this week preach, and my soul, he preached an awesome message uh, about David and Goliath and the armor of God this week, and he was talking about the evil day when... That evil day comes in our life. There is times in the scripture that it talks about the evil days, but in that specific passage, it talks about the evil day, singular, one day. And he was talking about that temptation and began dealing with temptation. Let me read you another verse. The Bible said this in James chapter number one, verse number 13. Let no man say when he is tempted... I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted. But every man is tempted. Here's when he is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15 says this, Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You know what he's saying? Here's what he's saying to us. We will all be tempted at times in our life. God does not tempt us with evil, and I'll go, I'll say more about that in just a minute. But that temptation will come in our life. We will be tempted to do what is wrong. There's no way to avoid temptation in our life. However, I believe that God has designed a way for the amount of temptation that we face to be drastically reduced. And I say that again, God has a designed a way for it to be drastically reduced. What did Jesus pray? Lead us not into temptation. You know what? A lot of people is tempted when they are drawn away by their own lust. Their lust is what draws them away from God. Uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is what draws them away from God. 
I want to show you three things tonight about this. And if I, if we are not going to be drawn away, if we are not going to be led into temptation, that must be in our life. Number one, note this with me tonight. There is a desire on my part. There is a desire on my part. Holy living is up to me. Separated living is up to me. God's given me a way to do it, but it's a desire on my part to do that. I've said this many times and I'll say it again. You're only as close to God as you desire to be. You say, preach, I want to be closer to God. Then get closer to God. It's, it's our, it's our part. It's our desire. Think about this with me. The reason so many have a real problem with temptation is simply because they want to. It's simply because they enjoy it. Some people enjoy the temptation. There are areas of their lives that they love so much they can't let go. Their desire for the sin is so great that it does not take much to tempt them and draw them away into that sin. I thought about this. I wrote a few things down. Some love pornography so much it doesn't take much to get them to be looking at a pornographic magazine or a website. Some love fornication and adultery so much that it doesn't take much to make them immoral. Some love gossip so much that it doesn't take much to make them gossip. Some love hunting, fishing, and sports so much that it doesn't take much to make them miss these things or it doesn't take much to make them do these things and miss the things of God. Some love alcohol so much that it doesn't take much for them to, to take a drink. Some love themselves so much that it doesn't take much for them to lie to save their skin. Some love themselves so much that it doesn't take much to get them to worry. And the great majority of worrying is simply self-centered. What about me? What's going to happen to me? Is it, it, it comes back to this. It's all about me. The, there must be a desire on my part to not be led into temptation. Can I say, can I say it this way? We are tempted to sin because we have the wrong kinds of desires. We're tempted to sin because we have the wrong kind of desires. You said, preacher, I thought you was talking about the prayer life of Jesus and focusing on the way that Jesus is praying. I am. And he's praying, lead us not into temptation. There was a desire on his part to not be led into temptation. There must be a desire on our part when we pray in sincerity like the master and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We are expressing the desire to have victory over the wrong kind of desires. I've said this many times, is hunting sin? No. Is fishing sin? No. Is sports sin? No. But when it comes in the way of God, then it becomes sin. And lead us not into temptation. Uh, listen to what your Bible said. Let me read you another verse. The Bible said this in First John. Let me read you a verse right here in 1 John chapter number 2. You know these verses. I could quote them, but let me read them to make sure I say them right. 1 John chapter number 2, verse number 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes 
And the pride of life is not of the Father, it is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Every temptation we face, every sin we commit, every wrongdoing that we do can be categorized in one of those three areas. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Notice what 1 John 2, 15-17 says. If we love the world, if we love the lust of the flesh, and if we love the lust of our eyes and the pride of life, then we don't love the Lord the way that we should. Then we don't love the Lord. You can go back to the Garden of Eden and you can see in the Garden of Eden exactly what happened. What happened? The devil tempted Eve with the lust of the flesh, with the lust of the eyes, and with the pride of life. So in our daily prayer life, we should be praying, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lord, lead, there is a desire on my part. There's a desire on my part. If the desire of your heart is not to sin, then your prayer needs to be with all sincerity, just like the Master. Lord, lead us not into temptation. So there's a desire on my part. Number two, if I'm going to pray like the Master, not only do I say, Lord, lead us not into temptation, in that there's a desire on my part, but then there must be a decision on my part. There must be a decision that's on my part. The desire on my part is not to do that, but then there comes time for a decision. Our life is made up of decisions. Some people hate making decisions. My wife, I, I'm not belittling her. I'm just, she does not like to make a decision. And um, now she can when she has to, but when it comes to some things, I, I, when it comes to time to get her another vehicle, I pick her mind for about two days of what she likes, and then I just go get it. And I drive it home. I, I call Brother Keith at the Ford place, say, here's what I need. I go get it. I drive it home. I let her drive it a day or two. And then she'll all say, well, I think I like it. I think it'll be okay. And Brother Ted, I just go back. I sign the papers and bring it back and hand her the keys. Now, I, it's just the way it works sometimes. It's nothing belittling her, but some people have a problem making decisions. Now, I want to say something to you tonight. If we're not going to be led into temptation, if we're going to pray for God not to lead us into temptation, then there has to be a decision on our part. There has to be a decision on our part. What is the decision that I make as I pray this prayer? My decision is that with God's help, I'm not going to give in to temptation. With God's help. Notice it said with God's help. With God's help, I'm not going to give in to it. Again, we are all tempted. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away with his own lust. Every man faces temptation. But can I say something to you tonight? There must be a decision on our part to not give in to that temptation. We can say, Lord, lead us not into temptation. And I want to say this to you. God doesn't tempt man, neither is is God tempted? And, and I understand that in the Old Testament it said that God tempted Abraham. Uh, that was a testing, uh, not a sin of temptation. 
God does not lead us into that temptation. But when we get there, when we face that, Jesus said, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Why did he say, but deliver us? Because he knew we would be faced with temptation. God will not lead us into temptation, but Satan will lead us into temptation. We will lead ourselves into temptation. Others around us will lead us into temptation. So there must be, it does not matter how strong my desire is to do the things of God, I will still be tempted. I can get up, I can read my Bible every morning, I can pray every morning, I can pray fervently every morning, I can pray in the Holy Ghost every morning, but somewhere throughout the day, I will be tempted. And there comes a time that there must be a decision on my part, what I'm going to do with that. I thought about this, 1 Corinthians said this, There is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That ye may be able to bear it. What did he say? He said that God is faithful. Note what he says. There hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. There is not new temptations. All temptations go all the way back to Genesis 3. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Every temptation goes back to right there. You so preacher, I was tempted with something today that nobody's ever been tempted with. You're wrong. Because the Bible just told us there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Somebody else along the way has been tempted with the same thing. But God is faithful when that temptation comes, when the devil comes upon our back, when we even lead our own self into temptation sometimes. God is faithful to make a way of escape. There has to be a decision on our part. He said, but God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. But will with the temptation, what did he say? Make a way for you to bear it. Look what he said right here. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Some people takes that verse out of context and says God will never put more on you than you can bear. They take it completely out of context. I'm here to tell you something today. There will be times that there will be more on you than you can bear. There will be those days. And you know what? Here's the scripture that he gave us. Take my yoke upon you. Amen. I can yoke up with Him. There is times it is too much for me. The load of this life, and there is times that the storms of this life is too much for me. But thanks be to God, I can go to Him and He will help me carry my load. 
what he is saying here is that there'll not be a temptation so great that God won't make a way for you to escape that temptation. God, there is a decision that we must make. I thought about this. Romans 6, 1 and 2 says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Paul said, do we continue in sin just so grace can abound? He said, God forbid. God forbid. What did he say here? Look at this. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are, watch this, dead to sin live any longer therein? He goes on to say that we was crucified with Christ. We was baptized, or we was buried with Christ. We was raised with Christ. We're not under the law no more. We're under grace now. We do not have to live a life of sin. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. He will deliver us every time, but there's a decision on my part. Listen to what he said in Romans 6.10. For in that he died... He died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also. There's a decision you've got to make. Look what he said again, verse number 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through what? Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto God, but yield yourselves unto God as instruments of righteousness unto God. There's a decision that must be made. Such decision brings another decision to yield yourself to God and the parts of your body as instruments of righteousness unto God. You either yield to sin or you'll yield to God. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. You either yield to sin or you'll yield to God. I, I, have, I have told my children this ever since they've been born. If you ever lie the first time, unless you get it right as soon as you lie the first time, you're going to have to lie again. And then you're going to have to lie again. And then you're going to have to lie again. And some people lie so much that they believe their own lies. Y'all with me right there? They're habitual liars. They lie so much that they believe their own lies. And you know what he's saying right here? He's saying this, if you'll yield to God, you'll not yield to sin. If you yield to sin, you don't, live, you don't yield to God. The decision, you can pray all you want to, but the decision comes down to you what you're going to do with it. it. Oh yeah, if your desire is to please God because you love God, your decision must be to yield to God. If you yield to God, your prayer again must be, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us. Can I say this to you? With every temptation we face, with every sin that lies at our door ready for us to commit, there's a way of escape. We do not. I've said this many times. I've said this many times. I remember years ago, I haven't been preaching no time. Years ago, my Papa Barker, Pa Barker, Olin Barker was his name. 
preached for years and years and years. And we was talking about sin. And here's what he said. He said, I don't remember the last time I willfully sinned. And I looked, I said, well, you can't live above sin. He said, I didn't say I could. I'm just telling you, I can't remember the last time that I willfully sinned. Well, I didn't know enough to argue with him. So I just, I just, I, and there wasn't no arguing to it once I studied it. So I just backed off, Brother Aaron. I didn't say, I said, amen, Papa, glad, thank God. So you know what that done? That made me begin to study what he was saying. And here's what he was saying. He wasn't saying that he didn't sin. He was saying, I can't remember the last time I thought, well, I'm just going to go indulge in sin. I can't remember the last time that I thought, I'm just going to go get drunk. Or I'm just going to go commit fornication. He willfully sinning. There's a lot of people, the reason that they sin is because they willfully do it and they enjoy doing it. And can I say this to you tonight? God always has a way of escape, but it'll be up to you to make that decision. Eve didn't have to take of the fruit that day. She didn't have to. God made a way of escape, but you know what she done? She done it anyway. She done it anyway. I see this, number one, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's a desire on my part. There's a decision on my part. But number three tonight, and I'll be done, there is a dependence on my part. There is a dependence on my part. So preacher, what do you mean? Here's what I said. Here's what I mean. As I said earlier, you cannot do this yourself. What did he say? Let me, let me read you the verse again. Let me read it to you again. Here's what he said. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take, lead, let, let, take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But he is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. There is a dependent... Who is Jesus talking to? He's talking to His Father. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Lord, lead us not in, but deliver us. He's saying, God, if I'm going to make it away from this temptation, you're going to have to deliver me. I'm making the decision. I'm, I, I'm making the decision. My desire is to be pleasing to you. We must be dependent upon the Lord. Before we commit that sin, all we have to do is depend on God to get us out of it. Before we ever, I'm not saying after we commit it. I'm talking about before we ever do it. Before we ever do it. Any temptation that you receive is a temptation common to human race. You won't find that you have a new temptation. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ was already tempted with that same temptation and was victorious over. Listen to what he said in Hebrews 4.15. But was in all points tempted like we are, yet, yet, without sin. Yet, without sin. So preach, what's that mean? Here's exactly what that means. Every temptation that I face, Christ faced it also. Amen. Every temptation. And you know what the Bible said? He was in... All points tempted. 
You know what that means? All. Every one of them. Every bit of them. He was tempted with it. Yet without sin. You say, preacher, I'm not him. I understand that I am not him. Come start playing something softly, Madeline, if you will. I understand that I'm not him. I can never be him. One day I'll be likened unto him when I get to heaven. But I do know this. He was God incarnated into man. He was as much God as God is God, but He was as much man as man is man. The incarnation of God. That's what Jesus was. He was the incarnate God. You know what the Bible said this? Even though He was as much God as God is God, He was still man just like you and I. And you know what he did? He was tempted in all points, just like you and me, yet without sin. You said, preacher, how did he do it? Here's the way he done it. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. The master's praying tonight. What was he praying about? He's praying about temptation. He was tempted. He was tempted with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You study the temptation of Christ. You know what happened right before the temptation of Christ? Everybody says, well, He was baptized. I understand that. But if you'll remember the first message I preached on Jesus Christ and His praying, there was the first time when He was baptized, what was He doing? He was praying. Right after that, Right after that, he was led apart on the mountain. He was led apart on the mountain. He was tempted. He was tempted with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You can see those three times, he was tempted with that. And you know what he done? He overcame that temptation. Now you know what happened after that temptation? If you'll study that, you'll find that there's one time in the Gospels where it's recorded at that the Bible says this, that Satan left him for a season. For a season. He departed for a season. There was other temptations that came his way. Not everything in the life of Christ is recorded in this book. Not every bit of it is recorded here. If it was all recorded here, if it was all recorded here, then according to the Bible, pages wouldn't even be able to contain it. There was other times that Christ was tempted. There was other times that He faced that. But can I say something to you tonight? Each one of those times, each one of those times, no doubt about it, each one of those times, here's what happened. Christ overcame that temptation. Why? Because He said, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's what He said in verse 13 of Luke chapter 4. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. For a season. Those other times he came back and tempted him. 
Brother Aaron, I believe that in all my heart. I believe that in all my heart. But you know what? He always overcame it. Because he was praying, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 